Hey listeners, it's Keith from Evertrue. Evertrue is the end-to-end solution for insight, outreach, and analytics for higher ed advancement and stewardship teams around the world. Recently, we launched Evertrue Studios, Advancement's very first media hub, where subscribers have access to over 100 hours of free, on-demand original series and podcasts, all created with fundraisers in mind. Check us out at evertrue.com backslash studios. I'm Kim Naoni, and this is Mentorship Matters, a podcast that examines the current and future landscape of fundraising leaders and the power of inclusive mentorship in advancement. Today, I'm honored to welcome a friend and colleague, Kenneth Cooper, Executive Director of Las Positas College Foundation in Livermore, California. How are you doing, sir? I'm well, Kim. Great to be with you. Thank you for this opportunity to chat with you. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time. So I, I, I've always been intrigued by the role of uh, community colleges, junior colleges, as they're known in most of California, and how they impact education. A lot of a lot of listeners may not know this, but California has the most robust and largest community college system in the country. And the thing that makes the community college system in California so great is how it seamlessly integrates with the uh, sort of uh, four-year colleges, as well as the the PhD granting uh, colleges in the UC system and the CSU system. And so they serve the needs of the community in wherever they're located. I mean, when you talk about being mission-driven and being true to the mission, you could not find a better system that is, uh, you know, is well integrated with the community that they serve. So as I was thinking about this podcast, I want to talk to Kenneth today about the advancing community colleges. Kenneth, you, you have had a long and distinguished career with community college foundations in California. The uh, California Community College, as I mentioned, is the largest system of higher education in the U.S. that was established to provide general education as a bridge to a four-year degree and beyond. And also, it focuses on training in the trades. With over 100 accredited junior colleges, the system serves a significant population of underrepresented minority populations and is a significant player in advancing socioeconomic mobility. I mean, you truly have to Google this, read about it to see the impact and the work that's being done by these community colleges. So as we talked about that, let's jump into it. What factors led you to decide that a career advancing community colleges was the right path for you? Well, Kim, I'll tell you, uh, and to be completely transparent, it was nothing that I went to school for, which I find very gratifying. And and I'm a firm believer in you are always where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be there for how long you're supposed to be there. So I was getting ready to become a teacher. Uh, I had taken I had taken the uh, CBEST, which is a test to get into teaching program here in in California and uh, there were two things that kind of led me led me in that in that direction you know one I had a good friend who was graduating before me who was an educator and two when I was uh, pledging the fraternal organization I'm a member of uh, Phi Beta Sigma we had a community service project and the one I set up was a tutoring program at a local elementary school and that's really kind of what got me smitten with education and the power right, right. Of, of education. So it's really been a natural progression for me 
here where I am at the uh, community college level prior to my tenure at uh, Community College Foundation, and this is my second Community College Foundation, um, I was working in K-12. I ran two family resource centers in Sacramento City Unified School District, which is the second largest school district in the state of California. Very much on a model that I find familiar with fundraising in community colleges and that we did it by collaborative. But we essentially had a board of directors and we were always tasked with uh, not only providing resources, but proving our worth on a daily basis. And prior to that, I worked at the Boys and Girls Club, helped open the uh, first Boys and Girls Clubs in Sacramento. So as I look back now, it's a very natural progression going through Boys and Girls Club and and K-12 education and then on to community college. But one consistent part of that, and, you know, I'm, you know, as I hear on this podcast, it, it, it's part of Mentorship Matters. You know, I did have a, a mentor by the name of Dr. Francisco Rodriguez, and he currently serves as a chancellor of the Los Angeles Community College District. But I first met him when I was a student at the University of California, Davis. And he, more so than any other person, is responsible for me being uh, in advancement in community colleges in California. No, that, 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 is, uh, that is excellent. You know, I had my first experience with the community college system in California with my ex-wife. Uh, she, went, she went to a uh, community college in Salinas, California. And uh, I'm blanking on that on that college right now, but that's that, that that's where I said she started, and then of course from there went to San Jose State and uh, to get her you know teaching credentials and things like that, and you know she worked at uh, Alam Rock Unified School District in East San Jose, and so I remember that you talk about the grassroots fundraising, everything that they do to improve the school. You're not going to get money from, from, from the school district or the state. You got to do it yourself. Right. And uh, so, so uh, I recall there even a time where they try to find, you know, t-shirts and things like that for the kids. Uh, some of the kids that, that they served uh, were from, you know, low income migrant communities. And at that time I, uh, you know, I happened to, uh, to work at, at Berkeley and we would always have these uh, t-shirts uh, from athletic, you know, promotions that we'll just get rid of. And uh, so I asked my boss, "Can I, can I, uh, can I help out? They're doing, they're doing a drive." And uh, I said, "Sure, take them all. We, we're about to get rid of them and repurpose them. So here, and taking boxes of that stuff to the school, you'd have thought I was Santa Claus that day, you know. But it was, uh, it was, and the teachers were doing that, you know. They were, they were hands-on involved, working with volunteers and things like that. So." It you know the the impact of the system really really hits home for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's funny that you mentioned that that mentality of that kind of grassroots front fundraising. You know, it, you know, it's the same skill set really that that we're using today. And even in the four year, you know, two and four year, that the idea of that you take something and you can repurpose it and you multiply it, and then you are fulfilling a need. You are providing resources. Um, it's the same mentality that that same uh, the bones of the house are the same uh, no matter what neighborhood it's in so absolutely so what do you find fulfilling about your advancement career in in the space that you're in in community colleges oh wow Ken there's there's so much uh, that I, I I really feel fortunate and and this has been throughout my career that it's always been something that I've wanted to do I've not gone to a job where I felt like I'm I'm dreading going there. Uh, so in community college and advancement, man, it's it's really the the role that 
you know, the small role, large role, medium role that, you know, myself, the people that I work with that we can play, not only telling the student stories and linking those stories with folks who are, are open to investing in their dream and their success, but you, you're part of a transformation for students, you know, whether they are on the path of uh, a four-year degree, you know, getting their two-year degree, then going on to a four-year institution, whether they're doing career training, whether they are just returning to the college space or folks who just may be taking a class out of interest or sheer boredom. It, it's just a really fantastic thing to be a part of that culture on the campus and to be able to, as I said, share the student stories and link those stories with the greater community. I find that so fulfilling. I am, I am always reminded of a student who I met at Cosumnes River College who is now an assistant dean at St. Mary's College. And he, he, to me, is the epitome of what the power of a community college education can do. And, and it all started with him. You know, of course, he did the heavy lifting, but right. I feel so fortunate to have been a witness to, to that and to be able to provide support uh, where we could. Um, I'm not sure at a four-year institution, if a student comes and says, hey, I need a suit because um, I'm receiving scholarships and he happens to be the same size as the college president. Dr. Rodriguez and Dr. Rodriguez uh, literally gave him the suit off of his back to accept a scholarship. And then when, when the student brought it back, cleaned, he told him, keep it. You're going to need it where you're going. That, that to me just doesn't happen that, anywhere else another than a community college. And, and that's what I find so fulfilling to be a part of that. You know, that is such a beautiful story. I mean, you know, I was, I was just meeting with a donor earlier today. And we, were, we were just talking about why they were giving and things like that. And, you know, when you oftentimes in the, in the, in the space that we're in, you know, you're thinking of this grand big idea that motivates people. But at the end of the day, it's that personal touch. That's it's right. that personal touch that matters the most to people. And you're not going to get that same kind of touch at a major institution with 50,000 uh, students or whatnot, where you have that close access to a president. And uh, and even uh, you know for a fundraising professional, yeah, good luck uh, you know at a, at a at a large institution being even recognized by by somebody in leadership that you uh, serve in a in a position that you're in. But the beauty that I find <clears throat> in your area is that people know people. It's so it's so people focused, and you can directly look at you know, so-and-so, such-and-such person who came in, like the, the gentleman you were talking about, St. Mary's, who came in and came from sometimes, most of the time, unfortunate circumstances financially. And community college was a way for them to, you know, to, to advance and be able to get an education. And they get an education, they learn a trade, maybe they become a chef, and they go from there to go to uh, you know to to a four year CSU and get a degree in culinary uh, arts and now all of a sudden they own a swath of restaurants in in uh, in Livermore and there's so many stories like that that come out of the, out of the system and for one to be able to say you know what I have something to do with why that happened to me that's why you know when I think about the work that you and your colleagues are doing I'm like man. If there's somebody out there listening to us 
thinking about pursuing a, you know, a, a career and they're at a four-year institution, research institution, and they want to make an impact, do not sleep on community colleges. Do not. I will never forget the conversation that I had. It was at Stanford University and happened to be at a conference and Dr. Rodriguez was there and he said, I want you to come and check out the leadership opportunities at the community college in fundraising. And that was that. That literally is what turned my attention toward it. But you are right, Kim. You know, don't sleep on these opportunities because there are some powerful examples of growth, of impact, and of cultivating a culture of philanthropy on a campus or an institution at a community college is powerful. You know, which which leads me to the other thought that I had that I wanted to share with you. If you are speaking to an advancement professional looking to find an opportunity to take the next step in their career, or somebody's just sitting there and say, well, I want to make a transition from the private sector and do something meaningful. I mean, you're in the Bay Area. You know, you you encounter a lot of folks like I used to that were working in the, in the high-powered, uh, you know, tech industry or other industries. And then they have that uh, epiphany moment where they say, man, so I've been successful, but I want to do something more meaningful. And I have those transferable skills to, you know, that, uh, that can take me to a different field. So in that situation, if you were talking to somebody, what would you uh, uh, advise them about pursuing a career? What would you tell them as the main difference between advancing work at a university setting versus community colleges? That's that's a good question. I, you know, to answer that that last part first, you know, there there are certainly similarities in terms of that four year, two year, you know, where institutions of higher education in California, community college are part is part of the educational master plan in this state. So we are very much integrated into the work that the CSUs and the UCs and other uh, private institutions are doing. Right. Uh, but there are some di- there are some differences. And one, I would say, just remember to ask yourself, where did you start out? You know, a lot of people sometimes think of community college as that place that they went to. But if you ask them where they went to school, sometimes the community college doesn't get mentioned. When I speak in public, I often say, raise your hand if you went to a four-year institution. And, you know, some people will start shouting out their institutions and it's a great opportunity for for that school spirit. And I said, now keep your hands up if you began your educational career at a community college. And it's just that mindset. So before you're going into this and say, hey, remember, I started a community college. So you know what the power of that is. You have a story right now as in, you know, if you're interested in exploring it, it's impacted you. And there's no better example of an authentic lived experiences that you can go into a potential employer, a potential career and say, I know what the power of this this work is because I started out at a community college. So uh, that's one thing I would say in that I would, you know, really encourage folks. I talked about the bones of a house. Uh, right, you know, right. There's a lot of there's a lot of similarities. Yeah. Um, the same way that you might approach, you know, a, a career in advancement at a four year institution. There are some things that you would uh, need to to learn to know. We talked about those transfer transferable skills, those soft skills that that you would need to be a successful advancement officer, the same ones at a four year rather than a two year. But, you know, uh, someone once said to me that I like working at a community college. It's very selective. They only accept the top 100% of the people who apply. 
<laughs> I love that. I love that. That that's the mindset that I think that you know coming into this work, if you're interested, that you need to have. That yeah. you know, it's not just a oh, well, I couldn't do this, so I went to a community college, or it's just this. This is an incredibly powerful place to be able to provide resources for students to help right. fuel the student success, and I, and it's an honor to serve. Uh, you know, the students, the campus, the faculty, the community at this level. So that type of mentality, you know, uh -huh. even if you've had experience, you know, at a four-year institution, if you've, yeah. if you, you know, if you've got been to a high powered, if your endowment is in the, you know, triple figures, you know, having that mentality when you approach a community college, a two-year institution in advancement, because it's really about, it's about the people. You know, Kim, there was a study done not, not too long ago that when we looked at four-year and two-year institutions in terms of advancement and alumni development, and where students are connected to their four-year institutions through, you know, sports, through dorms, right. through a lot of other experiences that, you know, both you and I have had at a four-year institution. For community college students, the connection is, is nine times out of 10, the professor in their classroom. Mm -hmm. And so it's a different kind of mentality. It's, it's, a different, it's a different set point when you're looking at at advancement at this at this level and to do it successfully those are areas that you have to include um, when you're looking at a holistic plan to help advance a culture philanthropy at a two-year institution so uh as we as we think about this i mean uh, no you make you make some good points about why you know the why in this and uh i'm thinking about you know you and you touched on the importance of raising money for community colleges and how fulfilling that can be. And uh, we also touch base a little bit on some of the opportunities that exist for someone who is uh, is truly mission-driven. Oftentimes when I have a conversation with people, we talk about being driven by the mission of whatever institution that you're part of. And my contention has always been that you have to be mission-driven. You have to believe in what we do more so from the perspective of what we do changes lives and less from the perspective of this is just about the money. So one of the things we talked about, you know, people thought, oh yeah, we got a billion dollar endowment. We got two, we got three, we got four. That's all fine and dandy, but what is it that you're doing to move the needle in terms of the other aspect of it, of a, of a higher education system, which is, addressing the social economic uh, mobility of the community that we serve. And I think oftentimes as we talk about the role of philanthropy, we forget that, you know, people forget that, oh yeah, this is why you're here. You're here because we are moving the needle. We're here because when you look at our community, it makes no sense if we are able to say, have a billion dollar endowment but that 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 covers uh, or helps to you know to uh, spur economic development. If you don't have folks on the other side who are willing to be able to fill, to fill those jobs and and to 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 fill the the uh, economic opportunities that are created by your uh, intellectual pursuits, and so the two have to be looked at as you know as 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 being uh, you know the role of an institution. And it's okay for an institution not to be all about resources. And community colleges are not about, you know, uh, you know, pursuing a high level research activity as an economic driver. Right. They, they exist to spur economic growth through creation of opportunities 
at the base of why we exist, which is providing educate educating folks. To me, that's my perception of why they exist. And so as we think about this, oftentimes, uh, you know, I'm, and I'm thinking about, I'm putting my recruiters people on, this, on the spot here. You know, as we think about this, recruiters are talking to somebody, very rarely you'd see somebody at a, at a conference talking to an individual and say, hey, have you ever thought about going to this community college? Have you ever thought about working, you know, in, in, in support of the mission of that? You talk about being mission-driven. What does that mean to you? Oftentimes, you don't hear that sort of pitch. I mean, I, I've never seen in my entire career, I've never seen folks that recruit proactively in support of community colleges at conferences. And so part, part of me wanted to do this was to take the opportunity to really you know, appeal and, uh, and, and promote the opportunity for folks to build a, a meaningful mission-driven career with community colleges. And so if you, if you, if you could speak a little bit on, uh, on that and why, the why, you know, if somebody wants to just to why, you know, what's the why with community colleges that makes them appealing for advancement professionals? You know, uh, we're on the same page in terms of the viewpoint about being mission driven. And, and I'd even say that, you know, it, being mission driven, personally, for me, it means also from a student perspective. You know, you can look at the mission, vision, value statement of an institution. Essentially, our foundation is there to support that. We mirror very closely the foundation, what the mission, vision, value of the college is. But from a student perspective, remembering that why of why we're here, why it's important to provide the resources. I mean, some people look at a community college, particularly here in California, you know, historically, community college here was free, you know, and, and it's not as expensive as some community colleges in the United States. I think uh, right now we're at what, $46 a unit. But remembering for some students, that might as well be $4,600 a semester or a quarter or $12,000 or $40,000 a year. So it's, it's really about remembering that, that why. Our, our role is to make sure that those pathways to this community college for whomever right. wants to be here are kept wide open, as wide as possible, that there are no barriers for a student walking up to our doors and saying, help me, how do I do this? Or this is where I wanna go and that we, we have those resources. The state dollars don't provide everything. So it's important to have, just as it is as a four, in a four-year institution, a certain level of uh, private uh, investment into this process. And, and, you know, that's really, that's really the why, is keeping those pathways clear of obstacles and wide open in advancement here at Community right. College. You know, our, our largest gift at Las Positas College uh, was a bequest for seven and a half million dollars. That's a lot of money. I don't care where you go. That's a lot. Of oh, money. yeah. That, hey, that is significant. Uh, <laughs> that's significant. Now, you know, there are institutions that, you know, that might be a quarterly payment <laughs> On a, a larger yeah. gift, but what I'm saying is the the impact is the same. That that bequest established three endowed scholarships. One is for students who are studying performing arts. The others for students who are studying careers in healthcare, and one is as general. And then it also provides two awards for male and female athletes on the campus. But here's the power of that bequest we're already starting to receive donations back from students who graduated through that endowment, who have gone on 
gotten their associate degree, went on and gotten their four-year degree, and have come back and said, I want to invest back in the college. I want oh, to help that is someone that who is, is where I was. So I can speak about the whys, but I speak about them, I think, a little more effectively when I talk to you about that student who uh, is now an assistant dean of student life, who you know I met in the parking lot at, at Columbus River College, or the student who received uh, a scholarship funded by an endowment that is now giving back to the college, right. uh, who, who are on in their career, who've gone on into a conservatory, who are studying music. Uh, That's beautiful. Just, That's beautiful. We just, we just celebrated a designation as an all-Steinway institution for our music program. And when I tell you that when we had some students come back who'd gone through the music program, who were playing on that stage, playing that beautiful Steinway grand piano, Again, that's the why. I can sit there at, at at the side of the stage and say, this is why we do what we do. This is why we have volunteers in the community who give right. their time as board members. And, you know, folks who are, you know, who've gone on through a career. Our, our past chair is a, a retired executive from the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratories. We have representation from Sandia National Laboratories. Uh, our current chair is a, a retired executive from LAM Research as you were saying, you know, this kind of tech science sector, but yeah. they get they get it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, they do. They're, they, they've gone to a community college. Their kids have gone to a community college and they know the power of advancement in a community college education. So that's part of the why. No, that is, I mean, you, you, you know, you said it best, my man, you've been in this space for a long time. I mean, it's, you know, the, the thing that, uh, and I, that I appreciate, and I know this is true, in every community college district in, in the United States, you know, from Arkansas to New York to Florida, you name it, is that oftentimes you have people, whether it's themselves personally that experienced that community college education, or it's somebody within their family, somebody that works there, and the giving becomes a bit more personal. Yes. And, and also there's that understanding that $10,000 in the community college access at San Pablo College goes a long ways than $10,000 at name a high-flying institution. And so it's it, it becomes not so much about the size of the gift, so to speak. It becomes much more about the, 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 uh, the broadening impact, the impact of that gift. Absolutely. And the ripple effect, effect that that gift creates. And I think in, in conversations that I've had with folks that, are, that have been involved and you ask why they do that is because they see that connection between a community college and the general population. They're folks that are not going, looking to go to all these name institutions. Uh, they are simply looking for an opportunity to uplift their community, their families, and change generations forever. And right. the beginning of that is the journey that one has in a community college. And that is, uh, you know, the, the truth. I mean, if, you know, my, my path is different, but if I was, you know, to look at an opportunity and I thought about my mission and what it's about, I'll tell, I'll, I'll tell you, hey, go and work in that space. Even if it's a few years, Go and work in that space because the stories that we tell, the stories that you can tell are many, and there are many people that will remember you for the work that you did to help their family 
you know, advance towards a, you know, PhD, if that's their goal, or advance towards whatever path professionally that they have, that that path began in that environment. And I got to see that a few times when I, when, when I would go to, uh, you know, uh, different uh, community colleges where I have friends that, yeah. that work there. And you'll see, uh, hey, so-and-so was my student years ago. Yeah. And they, you know, they, 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 their cousin just graduated and they came back and they wanted me to meet their family. Oh, I've been to their family. I've been to the family cookout. You know what I mean? That, right, that, right. You don't hear a lot of those stories in, 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 in any other environment where the connection I talked about earlier between the instructors, the administrators, and folks within the campus uh, have with their uh, students. You know, and, and that's such a great, great point, Kim. And talking about that why, you know, this is personal for me in that in the institutions where I've been fortunate enough to serve, in addition to those resources we're being to the students and, you know, keeping those pathways clear and wide, uh, wide open. It's also for me about the culture of philanthropy and who we are fundraising from. I have been a passionate advocate about this this notion that there are only certain kinds of people that we ask to fundraise or, you know, the lists that we draw from, they're drawn up from the same sources and you see the same people on the same lists. There's a tradition of philanthropy and fundraising in many different cultures. And oftentimes there are cultures that aren't cultivated as donors. And that's something that I'm very passionate about as part of that culture philanthropy at a community college is also championing that broadening diversification of our donor pool and honoring those different traditions of philanthropy and fundraising in different communities and bringing them into that donor cultivation space so that the cult, the culture of philanthropy can continue to grow. You know, some students need to see themselves as students. They need to see themselves on a community college campus just before that light goes on and say, oh, I get it. I can do that. Sometimes it's the same thing with donors. Right. You know, when we have to cultivate them, they say, no one's ever asked me about this before. You know, I'm not in Rotary. I'm not in this club. I'm not on that list. But they have a desire to make an investment and significant. And when I say significant, I don't mean just the, the zeros and the commas, but a significant investment to them. That's the key. And that's what, that's what grows that culture philanthropy. So that's something as part of my why as well, that it also affords an opportunity to, to diversify that, that donor pool, the donor base, and the very folks that we ask uh, from also reflect the students who are on the campus that are training for new careers and going on to their, their four-year degrees. That is excellent. So as we wrap up here, if you were to, if you were to give us two key takeaways about advancing community colleges, working in advancing in community colleges, and you're talking to somebody who may be considering this or may not be considering it, two things that you wanted to you wanted to keep in mind about why they should look at community college foundations as their future. Well, I will quote uh, a, a great a great institutional leader named uh, Kim Neoni who once said, don't sleep on the leadership opportunities in uh, community colleges. I, I would say that that's a takeaway that, you know, if you were ever interested, curious, 
just want to see what's going on. The two-year space is such a powerful place to do the work that we do in advancement. So that's one. You know, you can look him up, do some research. He's great. Uh, hey, man, he's a great guy. Yeah. I think great I know guy. Him. Great guy. Great <laughs> guy. <laughs> Two would take, uh, uh, I guess, another takeaway is that, you know, something that my grandmother used to tell me is that you're going to serve somebody. So you're, this work is service. And I, I think that a, an important takeaway is that, you know, it's helpful. It would be helpful to to think of that mindset, uh, that servant leadership style when approaching advancement, uh, especially in the in the community college. I, I look at it as service. I look at it as ministry. And, you know, the the work is is told in the impact and lives that we make. Yet the dollars and cents will come in and the accounts will grow and those reports and all those things that we have to do as advancement professionals. But those things almost take care of themselves when you're focused on the people. So I'd say, you know, the, the takeaway, that second takeaway is that, you know, consider the opportunity for service uh, as well as those leadership opportunities in the two-year space. Well, there you have it, folks. I'm Kim Nione. Thank you for tuning in to Mentorship Matters. And thank you, Kenneth, for joining us. We will see you soon.